Yes. All right, we are live. Okay, the number is 646-716-8447. Why did she ask for a continuance? What is the family emergency? And uh, let me check her Twitter because she don't have me blocked from Twitter. Let me check her Twitter. Let me check her Twitter. Let me see. Let me do some digging. Okay, Cardi B, let me check because she don't have me blocked, which is amazing because, you know, uh, so don't send this live to her because I don't want her to block me. Oh, she have not posted anything. She posted something four hours ago. Okay. All right. All right. But nothing about an emergency. She didn't ask for no prayers or anything like that. And she didn't ask for no prayers or nothing like that. I'm just seeing. I'm just seeing in the chat. Okay. No prayers. Okay. Okay. Well, we sitting here. Well, I'm just sitting here and waiting. Because <laughs> she don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to the fall line. Zero eight eight one caller. You're there. Hello, Wally. Hi. Welcome. Oh, this is Ann Thomas from Fort Worth, Texas. I, this is my first time calling. I was just okay. calling about the Cardi B girl. She uh, uh, she uh, did some kind of play. Somebody had made a skit, some kind of play, disrespecting Martin Luther King and um, Malcolm X and uh, Scott King. And I was, so, I was so upset about that when I heard her name. I, and, I, and I texted to you. I'm like, um, I don't have nothing to do with that girl no more. Because those people died for us. Mm-hmm. Those people, they, you know, they sacrificed their lives for us. They, they didn't even need to do what they did because they was already had good life. It was a lot of black people didn't have what Martin Luther King them had. And they sacrificed their life and died for us. Then we got people mocking them and, you know, saying that uh, he go with men and all that kind of stuff. If he did, I mean, you don't do nobody reputation like that. Absolutely. So the man who made the play... He was saying he was just trying to be funny. Wow. So uh, that's, uh, this is my first time calling. I said, well, let me call and tell you about this Cardi B girl. I said, I hope Tosh K wins. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I hope she wins, too. I know that's going to be uh, amazing for that. Uh, and thank you so very much for uh, bringing that awareness to us. It's never good to make fun of the ancestors and what they accomplished or what they made. But thank you, sis, yeah. for calling okay. in. Okay, thank you, Wally. Bye-bye. No, thank you. Bye-bye. Wow, we, she just her first time calling in. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. All right, let's go to the fall lines. Anonymous, you're live on air. Hey, Wally. Thank God you're covering this crazy, chaotic um, update. Um I really want to know why she's asking for a continuance. Um, I believe it could, I think this is all planned. Like you stated, she had the birthday party and then she tried, you know, when, when the, when it come, when it came closer to the date, because it's actually right around the corner within two days. Yes. In my humble opinion, it was planned in my humble opinion and it might come out saying that she has COVID, allegedly. 
that could be. You know, she had all those people. They were packed, eating ribs, tacos, burritos, cake. Well, I didn't see no cake and ice cream, but they was in there packed, taking pictures all over, and nobody was wearing a mask. But when but you said that, no one is wearing a mask. When we've seen the, the photos coming out, like, it, it's just crazy to me. Absolutely. So I believe this was planned in my humble opinion as well, but this is a win-win for TK. It's a win-win, because my thing is, if you have a strong case, if you have a strong case... And you're supposed to be, and you're supposed to have the best lawyers. Right. Shouldn't you just want to get this behind you? Because she, because not letting up. You already have cases outside of this case. That with the Absolutely. man with the cover art. I don't know if that's resolved yet. And then she got another lawsuit with the two strippers the, and all with that. With the bottles, yeah. With the bottles. I would try to get this over because the more you leave this case open, the more people like myself going to do commentary and her bloggers' friends, sharecropper blogger friends, the right? She, never came, blogger, yeah. she mm-hmm. never came on that show for an interview. She never did that, right? She wants them to defend her, but you ain't at trial. You want to continue. So how can these sharecropper bloggers do their job in def- when you are asking for another continuance? Because it looked bad on her end, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And it looked good on Tasha Kate end, if you ask me. Yes. Oh, yes. Almost definitely. This looks really well because Tasha Kate uh lawyers have not sent a continuance because you see the court documents it, it comes out when she filed that i got an alert on my phone and i immediately said okay i gotta go live and i gotta talk about this situation and i and i kept trying to dig do you know what the family emergency is did you hear some tea i didn't Did hear you... anything i'm 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 glad you brought this to my attention because i don't think no one on the youtube street have talked about you know this. why you know why they're that not going to talk about that it? I've seen. it makes because, because they're makes, couple bloggers. yes it makes cardi looks bad so they're not going to cover it but when i saw this cover in my lap i said i'm covering this right because i didn't get invited that's all like going to parties and stuff like because when you go to people party you eat their cake you eat their burritos and tacos you gotta kiss their butt. Uh-huh. butt you can't go live and and, and, and be non-biased you got to be very biased if you want those invitations so I'd rather not get the invitation so I could be free to cover uh, this case with, with not to be biased, but to really cover this and really give you both sides. And we gave y'all both sides on the previous episode, and now we're on Cardi B not being ready for trial. Start Tuesday. Not being ready. So, Tuesday is this week. This week we was – I was like, what's going on? Okay. Okay. And people in the chat, they're saying, Wally is jealous because he didn't get an invitation to the party. If I wanted to be at that party, I could have been to that party. It was a lot of people that weren't even invited got in. It could have been easy for me. If I really wanted to play in Hollywood, and, it's ways to get at that party. And, Let's make play. And honestly speaking, you didn't even have to be inside. You could have been in front of the place to see who's in and who's out. Yes. It could have recorded. It did all type of stuff like that. So I'm not – that don't impress – see, these people – don't know me. That don't get to me. I am a homebody type of person. Being around a celebrity, that does not impress me. Where you're paying for your clothes, you're paying for your change, you're paying for the watches, you're paying for your Uber, you're paying for your hotel. 
that ain't nothing. Unless you paying me to come there and it's a booking fee, that's different. But paying, having me to come to your party and I got to have all these experiences. You're coming out of pocket. Come on now. Come on. I am not. You ain't that. You ain't that great for me to be spending out my money for all that stuff like that. Now, if you came on my show and we have a report, I have to, like there's a say, if Tasha can't have a party and she invite me, I'm going to go because this sister not only you know, send me an invitation, but she do grace her presence on my show. And she on the Wally show, yes. So, of course, I will go to her party because it's, I feel the love mutually. But why would I go to somebody's party? Correct. Come, on, come on, Cardi. Come on, with broken English. Get out of here. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say, she's a shame to hybrid. She's a, she's a shame to the Bronx. She has to get it together, really? man. All these lawsuits. Like, come on, what are you doing for your community that you came from? It's crazy, man. Oh, do it's she ever insane. have a turkey drive? At least Nikki, that's how she met her husband, had a turkey drive. Do Cardi B go back to the brunt and pass out turkeys? To my knowledge, I don't really follow her, but I don't see nothing that she do. I don't see anything unless it's kept secret. Yes. Okay. I don't see her doing anything. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm just. I, okay. I, I'm just listen. 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 This this case is 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 really is, it amazes me. But you see the silence of these bloggers. They they scrambling. Oh my gosh. Cardi B asked World continues. Girl, why she asked what's it? They 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 on three ways. They they on phone call. They they trying to scramble for a response. One particular blogger she claims she don't like the Wiley show. But she watches everything that I do. Maybe she want to screw me. I don't know. And I told you, you ain't my type. Anyway, they are scrambling. <laughs> Usually they go live and they cover. They was all covered. All Tasha K going to do. Now that I Cardi remember. Was, and, they were, they were, and they were talking bad about Tasha K. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. She was like, uh, uh, sorry. I, I need to, to follow through. Continue. Come on. <laughs> but you know I called it to be a little messy. I, and we're going I, back I, in the I, I, I really, really, really hear you, man. The icon from New York, man. I can't wait to go to New York. It's people that's actually in New York right now that can really do amazing things in New York if they stay focused. But that'll be in the next video. I you know, I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I already know who you're talking about, man. Well, it, it's, it's a big city. It's so much it's to do. It's a big like city. I'm going to say this. Well, no matter where you live, you have to have that work ethic. You can live in Jamaica, whomever. You got to have that work ethic. You could be in New York and still be lazy and not take advantage of what New York offers you. You know what I mean? And the opportunities. And so you got to realize, okay, let me take this serious. Just like I take this show serious in here in Dallas. It's amazing. So just imagine if I moved to New York. Oh, my God. Look at the opportunities that's there. You have to take advantage. Absolutely. Of those opportunities. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you, Icon from New York. But thank you for coming live. Thank you for coming live. We needed this. Oh, yes. Thank oh, you. yes. I, I had to. I had Um, okay. Okay, we got another caller in queue. Okay. Uh anonymous, you live on air. 
when you gonna give me that 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 dick of uh-huh. yours? Uh-huh. See, 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 see. To answer that question, ma'am, never, never, ever, never, never in your life, okay? is coming up november 11 i will be 31 years old we want to say special shout out to all the producers for they uh for submitting items i already got some items saying i know i got some stuff that said the p.o box thank you so very much and thank you everybody that's contributed to the cash app god bless you and thank you uh, so much of that. That's why we upgraded our graphics and we upgraded some more stuff we're getting ready for the next year uh 2022 uh for that and if i, I want to say this because i'm reading this comment this comment really triggered me a person came in the chat today and they said, Wally, you're biased. And I said, mm. and I told this person, I said, if I'm biased, call in and give your side of the story. Because if I have something that I'm not telling you the right thing, call in and you give me what you want me to know. But telling me I'm biased without giving me, giving me reasons of why you think I'm biased I think that's not right. In my humble opinion, if I was a subscriber and I was a viewer, I would be the first one uh, uh, to call in and to let you have it. Like, oh, no, Wiley, ain't no way in the world that you're going to do this, this, and that. Because I used to call into shows, right, and let it be known of how I really, really feel, right? So that's how the type of person I am. I've always been that type of person. Well, I agree. I, I agree. Being invited to the party means nothing. A retweet from her would have done more. It's a fact you still talk about it uh, with so much animosity. I brought it up because I'm a commentator. That's why I brought it up. And because I brought it up because I saw it in my timeline and I said, hey, I'm going to reiterate this because she asked me for a continuance because of a family emergency. She didn't ask for a continuance when she was at our birthday party, she invited all of these people, Lizzo, all of Lizzo, okay? She invited Snoop Doggy Dog. She invited uh, Tiffany Haddish. She invited all of these people at our party. No mask. Nobody was checking temperatures. No nothing. They was all there getting drunk and eating tacos. long series because they are just giving their opinion which may differ from your own opinion facts <laughs> i'm not trolling i just gave my opinion wiley are you mad because you weren't invited <laughs> what what? <laughs> what okay 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 anonymous you live on air you just a mad asshole. Pull up the Houston and we're going to mob your ass, bitch. Now, you see, y'all didn't hear that. That was one of Malago Graham's supporters called in and said, if I go to Houston, they were going to do something to me as though they control Houston. Y'all see that? I didn't let y'all hear that. 
but a supporter, which is this is a black woman. One of her supporters said that. I know which one it is. This is the one that wears the fuzzy hair, a messed up wig and everything like that, single, don't nobody want to. Um, this one of the supporters that was that followed Milago Grounds and, and stuff like that, she said, if you come to Houston, you, the mob is going to get you. you. You see that? And I'm looking like, <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Um, no, y'all ain't gonna be able to hear that person saying that about me. Okay, just not gonna happen. Anonymous, you live on the air. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull up the you. Okay. Now you see, I'll be a nice. I'll be a nice. Oh, thank you so very much, Blackness Jackson. Thank you so very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I met Brandy before, um, and it was amazing. Um, I'm gonna give this little quick story, and I'm done. I remember back in Chicago, I had a friend, um, Prince uh, Prince L. His name. That's what he went by. Um, and we did a show. We did a show called The Chicago School back on YouTube years ago. And he started his own production company. And they needed somebody to perform at the club. And I knew that Brandy was coming to Chicago because I knew our publicist. I knew that Brandy was coming to Chicago to do the Women's Expo. And I said, hey, you should, you should book Brandy for that night to be at the club. You know, disinformation, reach out. So they reached out and Brandy came and they invited me to be the photographer that night. And I took pictures. I didn't know nothing about being a photographer. Took a clip and I asked Brandy some questions, you know, at that point. She asked and it was really nice. I had on sunglasses. I was so afraid of my eye. So I would wear sunglasses. She said, baby, you don't have to wear sunglasses. If you, God made you the way he made you, he made you special. Something like that. We had our own little intimate conversation for that. So if it was, if a celebrity do invite people for a party, it would have to be somebody like Brandy and I would go. Uh, Because I'm a fan of her music. I'm a fan of her. I think she's awesome. She's following me on Twitter. She's just an awesome woman. And I, I love watching her on Queens. Just amazing black woman. So if she were to send me an invitation, I will go because I like Brandy. All right. And I remember this and I will never forget what she told me when I met her um, in Chicago. And she's been following me ever since. And she's just amazing, amazing woman. Um, and so that would be the one that I would definitely follow for, for uh, if, if she have a party or something like that. I would definitely make way to, to go to her party. All right. I'm a big fan of her. Okay. Mm. As soon as she go on concert, I'm getting her tickets so I can go and view her uh, in Chicago. Okay, all right. Um, in my close, I want to say thank you to everybody that is here. Y'all is dragging me in these comments. What's up, Conscious TV? Make sure we, Katie, talk one on one, and Conscious TV will be on the Wiley Show. We doing two men and a lady on Tuesday night, so make sure y'all come through. Okay, Tuesday night, it would be uh, Conscious TV, Katie Talk 101, and myself. We have another episode of Two Men and a Lady for that. Make sure you DM me topics that you want us to discuss and have a conversation. Y'all are more than welcome to do so, and you can definitely DM me on Instagram, or you can email me at wileyshow at 
gmail.com. For people that's coming to Vegas, we are looking at hotel rooms. We're going to call some more tomorrow. So if you're on the list, if you sign up to email you which hotel we will be staying at, okay? So make sure you email me at WileyShawProductions at gmail.com, all right? So we have about, I think, nine or ten people said they're coming so we can give the host hotel so y'all can book y'all rooms. So I'm just getting it out the way. So by the time it comes, we didn't already announce it. And so it is what it is, and it's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to see y'all in Vegas on next year. This will be our first meet and greet that we are our first meet and greet this is our first meet and greet so make sure you email me at wiley show productions at gmail.com again wiley show productions at gmail.com that is the email again wiley show productions at gmail.com okay oh Okay. <laughs> Wally, you having uh even all this you want to be going live with uh no, that's gonna be next year. So I'm already fully vaxxed. You know, it's gonna be good. I've been trying to watch Queens but that's that's my era, but it's not holding my attention. Queens are good. I I, I, I was watching Queens. It's really a good show. Make sure y'all go check that show out. It's really, really amazing. Okay, really, really amazing. Make sure y'all go check out Queens. It's, it comes on ABC. And if you have Hulu, you can catch it on Hulu as well. You can catch it on Hulu as well. Exclusive. That's right. Bringing you the best in politics and celebrity gossip. <laughs> this is The Wally Show. Y'all need to listen to that, okay? Keep it going. Yes. Have you heard? <laughs> the Wiley Show is expanding and will now be on Station Head every Monday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's right. Download Station Head today. You won't because you don't want to miss Wiley being raw and unfiltered. The Wiley Show every Monday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on Station Head. Let's do it, yo. Then it's over. Okay. Okay, now y'all really, really want to try me in these comments. Someone just commented and said, it's going to be two people in Vegas to meet you. Well, baby, in my humble opinion, if two people show up, we're going to have a good-ass time with the two people that show up. Listen, it doesn't matter the amount of people that show up. I know I'm going to have a good time for sure. If those two people, okay, uno, dos. We're going to have a good time. Somebody tell me. Two people going to show up. If two people show up, we're going to have a good old town out there in uh, 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 Vegas, okay? What happens in Vegas, stay in Vegas, okay? That don't, <laughs> it's going to be a fun time because I'm a good guy. I have, I have great fun and stuff like that. If it's just two people, hey, that's all we need, okay? We can all get in the Uber together, go to place together. And so we're going to have to – we have people that really rocks with the – that really rocks with the Wiley Show, okay, and really love us. And for those that are coming, it's going to be amazing for that, okay? 
Is Vegas, baby, the party already there? Yes, Vegas is just a different type of vibe. Uh, and so that's what we're doing, our first uh, meet and greet for that. We're making announcements and stuff like that. It's going to be amazing. If one person shows up, it's going to be great. If 10 people show up, we're going to have a good time. I don't. I know about 10 people have already signed up, and I know we're going to have more, and that's not even including their people, their friends, or their girlfriends uh, that's going to come uh, for that. And so this will be our first one. All right, it's amazing. We got two hundred some odd people watching us right now. It's amazing. That doesn't get to me. Two is better than none. Okay, and if I'm there by myself, I'm gonna have a good old time and make this okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna meet me some Beckys and we all some beautiful black women and we go drink and we gonna have a good time out there in Vegas. Okay, because I, I gamble, go out to the clubs, have a good time. Mm-hmm. These people in the chat is let me have it. They mad because they girl had a continuance. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Oh, no. We got breaking news here. Um, this is on Unwind with Tasha K. Why is young Jock in my DMs on his wedding night? Shouldn't you be um, courting your new wife? Too bad my niece couldn't be there to witness her daddy's that won't claim her getting married, sleeping with my stepsister for years, but bail on an innocent baby? Show your one-year-old baby some, not me. I don't need support, sir. What's going on with young John? Okay. And Tasha K is going at it because if y'all don't know, Tasha K's stepsister allegedly smashed um, young John and got a baby by him. So, Okay, we will keep y'all updated uh, absolutely on that. Definitely going to keep y'all updated on that, uh, okay? I don't know why we messaged out the heart sister was freaking future and have a future baby. You know, the stepsister's been getting around. Sis been getting around, spreading those punani out to any guy, any celebrity that have it. Okay? That's the nurse. That's the nurse. <laughs> that is the nurse. All right? That's the nurse. All right? Uh, I remember when Tasha said that that happened where your uh, cousin at with future baby. Y'all remember that? Now, how many people think Cardi B going to win the lawsuit? Press one. <laughs> I'm about how many people think that Cardi B is going to win the lawsuit? Press one. If you think that Tasha K is going to win, post a wine glass. If you think that Tasha K is going to win, post a wine glass. If you think that uh, Cardi B going to win, press one. If you think that Tasha K going to win, post a wine glass. Think that's how she going to win? Post a wine glass. If you think Cardi B going to win, press one. <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Press one if you think that Cardi B going to win. Press two, uh, which would be a wine glass, if you think that Cardi B going to win. Oh, thank you so much. Darlene sent a super sticker. Thank you. Uh, Scorpio be like, I never met an honest Scorpio. Uh, I am right here. I'm right here. Okay. I'm right here. I'm an amazing Scorpio, okay? My birthday is November 11, all right? All right? 
I think all the blogs who make money off this will be the big winners. You better say that, Conscious TV. Amazing. Cardi is going to win the case simply because Tasha K lied. It's just that simple. Liars aren't deserved to win. Sorry. Again, Tasha K and Cardi B is in a lawsuit right now, and it's up to the jury to decide. But your girl, Cardi, is too busy taking continuous. You better come. Come on. Okay. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank y'all so very much for tuning in to The Wiley Show. Make sure y'all subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Wiley, W-I-L-E-Y-S-H-O-W, The Wiley Show, on Twitter. Instagram, Wiley Show. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be covering Rolling Ray, <laughs> Bobby Lights. We will be covering that, bringing you the full breakdown on that on tomorrow. And as well, we're going to be giving you the full breakdown on Chasing Dallas, the new both episodes that I uh, that I didn't cover last week episode, and then we're going to cover uh, the, uh, we're going to cover two episodes of that. So we're going to be breaking that down tomorrow as well. And Tuesday, uh, in main event, we will have Conscious TV. And Katie Talk one-on-one will be with me on Two Men and a Lady on Tuesday. So we have a fun-filled show this week. And the reason why I did an episode on a Sunday, (laughs) because of a continuance. And when she filed that continuance, I had to come on this show tonight and talk to y'all. Even though I worked and worked eight hours, I had to come on out here with my socks and with my shirt and come on out here and cover this case. And I had to do it. I know y'all didn't like it, but I had to come on out of here and talk about this case. And we definitely had to come on out here and talk about Travis Scott. All right. So good night. I know y'all going to drag me in the comments. I already know what right now. One of the comments is going to say, you just mad because you weren't at the party. You upset because you didn't get uh, invited to the party. You need to get off that Tasha K plantation. Tasha K put you up to it. And all, uh, 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 uh. It's going to be a whole lot of that in the comments. And I already know. take i gotta go take my math test all right it is due tomorrow so that's how i was able to come live and i saw my professor said no it's due on monday 11 59 p.m so i got time to do it so i'm gonna do my math um test <clears throat> okay you said cardi b posted something you said cardi b in the chat is cardi b in the chat did someone say that where is she at? Is she in the chat? Do we want to want me to throw her link? Is she in the chat? Okay, let me throw her link. Okay, is she in the chat? They said she's in the chat. Is she?
Okay, wait a minute. Is that her sending a DM? Okay, is she in the chat? Okay. She's not in the chat? Okay. Let me check my deal. Let me make sure. Let me leave her voice, though, and see if she's in the chat. Hold up. Hey, uh, Mrs. Cardi B, this is Wally from The Wally Show. I know that it's late. I was getting informed that you was in my chat. I dropped you a link, and I will also DM you. I just want to know uh, it's in the chat where you in the chat. So if you in the chat, I will drop you the link in the comments, and I will also send it to your DM. Okay, peace. I don't know if she's in there. I just reached out to Cardi. If she's in the chat, you may have picked the wrong side. While you know you want to go to the corporate Hollywood parties, you think Tasha is going to get you in, honey. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay, sis, this is what I want to correct you at. I, I would go to a party, right? It would have to make sense for me. I'm not going to fly and get a hotel and get a new outfit to go. That's just my personal preference. Now, if it's a celebrity or somebody that I rock with and they send me an invitation, you in Dallas, I wouldn't mind and I would go, right? But that still to me does not impress. That don't impress me when inviting me to a party. That don't impress me at all. I'm not impressed by parties. That, that never got to me. I've, I've been invited to countless industry stuff. That don't impress me, right? I've been around, been in this business for a long time. You get invitations all day long, all right? That don't impress me, okay? I, that, that, that just don't. It may impress y'all. Y'all might want to go to that stuff. That, just, that, that don't impress me at all. It don't. They said she's probably a good person, just lost her more from, okay, hold on. Who was that tweeting? Is that her tweeting? If I get an update. Okay, why are you, okay, Erica Banks. Is that Erica? Oh, okay, she, she ain't talking about nothing. Uh, we can turn out a dinner party, drinks and steak. Yes! She probably, Okay. Wally, please, you will come back thinking you was the nice ex after that invite. <laughs> Listen, that don't impress me at, at all. Now, gotcha! Larry D. Reed, how many been? I need an invitation because I like Dr. Larry D. Reed. I, I like stuff like that, okay? If, gotcha, gang! if she have a party with wine and stuff like that, I, I will go. If Storm and Roll have an event, I will go. Um, but it just... You know, I will go to something like that. You know what I'm saying? That's another reason why I want to move to Atlanta. That's another reason why I want to move to Atlanta, because I want to be closer to my pastor. Larry D. Reed. I want to be, I want to be closer uh, to my pastor. So uh, I may move to Atlanta. So I'm, I'm going to call my pastor, have him give me some spiritual counseling, and also counseling on the natural side to see how can I make moves to go to Atlanta. So I'm going to check with my pastor. Uh, I know he's probably asleep right now. Uh, if he can help me make that transition uh, to Atlanta, uh, I could easily call Tasha and ask her to make that transition and see what she's saying. Okay. All right. All right. So we definitely see if we got to uh, make it together and get down there uh, to Atlanta. 
Uh, and then Pastor Jamal Bryan is in Atlanta, but I'm going to go to Dr. Larry. That's my pastor. All right. Wally will have a comeback like Lenar's doing too much. <laughs> Tasha got prepaid legal. It's like 50 bucks a month. No matter what the case, she should be okay. No, she don't have a prepaid lawyer, sis. She have real attorneys, real attorneys, okay? Real attorneys. No, I'm not going to go to Atlanta for the boys. I'm going to Atlanta to work and provide for myself and everything like that. All right? Give me a second. Any other stuff Any other stuff y'all saying in this comments that I should know about? Then you better get it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I felt that right then and there. Oh, my God, today. I felt that. I saw myself in Atlanta. I mean, in a mansion. I just saw myself with car. Oh, ah, yeah, Baha. With car service and cameras and lights. I see myself in it. Oh, ah, yeah, Baha. I felt that. I felt that right then and there. Woo! Glory. I felt that. I, I just see myself uh, in Atlanta uh, and, uh, uh, for that. So uh, definitely, I, I see myself uh, in Atlanta. That's all I'm going to say. I see myself. <laughs> yeah, blah, blah. Woo! Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe it wasn't do. What? These people are really dragging me in these comments. These people are dragging me in these comments. I just want to say, why am I getting dragged? Oh. Well, I got her weed down. Okay. What bloggers got the uh, got the set up? Court. We're talking about unwind with Tuscan and everything like that. Uh, they said Wally Atlantis is only for the stronger part. You get there and might become Whitney and Bobby. No, no. I, I, uh, listen, listen. I will have a good time uh, in Atlanta and with some good spiritual counseling and guidance from my pastor, Dr. Larry Reed, I definitely will have a good time in Atlanta and definitely will definitely be hey, I, 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 I definitely will be there uh, in Atlanta. I'm definitely uh, going to be there. Okay, give me a second. I'm getting a DM. I'm getting a DM. Is this from Cardi? Is this from Cardi? Okay, they send me a DM. What's going on? Okay, what is going on? Hold up. I'm getting a DM. Okay, hold up. Is is this from Cardi? Hey, what's up? Was she in the chat? I'm just trying to understand because I don't want to end the show. Oh, that wasn't Cardi? That was a hater in the chat? Oh, okay. Okay. That was a hater in the chat. Okay. So that wasn't Cardi. That was a hater. Okay. No, I'm not upset at all. I'm not upset, you know. I'm not upset at all. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. All right, that wasn't um that wasn't Cardi in the chat. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to be salty if she 
uh, respond to one day and he needs to tweet her something. She go like, okay, you never know. Uh, so we're going to go. Thank you all so very much for coming through, uh, for supporting the show. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to all the new supporters and new subscribers. We're on our way to 30,000 subs. We're going to try to get there in the second, second quarter of next year. We want to be at 30,000 uh, subs. Uh, they said, not Wally doing Tasha dirty work. Excuse me. I'm not doing Tasha dirty work. This is literally public knowledge. If you became a member on Patreon, you would, you would see the court document. So this is the court document. Again, it was Cardi B. Um, lawyer that filed a motion for filing a continuance, and this would be the second continuance that Cardi B have filed in this case. You heard it here first, exclusively, on the Wiley Show. You heard it here first, exclusively, on the Wiley Show. I have not been paid. <laughs> I know behind. I have not been paid. All right. No one has paid me to do this live. I am a working blogger and in school. So if I'm getting paid, then I must have been getting paid a good amount of money. Okay? Thank y'all so very much. Y'all have a wonderful night. And, um, again, I will see y'all again in the next live.
Lee's appearance on the 2019 Survivor Series had fans going to know when he would debut on the main roster, and when he debuted in 2020, it seemed like the WWE was going to push him to the moon, giving Lee a big pay-per-view win over Randy Orton at Payback. I mean, what a start. However, Lee's push stalled as the WWE couldn't seem to figure out a spot for him, despite the fans getting behind him and Lee providing impressive performances. After a lengthy absence due to a COVID-19-related illness, Lee's return was bungled as the WWE put him largely in dark matches, denying Raw a much-needed main eventer. When Lee did show up, he often lost a poor way of booking anyone. The WWE then repackaged Lee as Bearcat Lee, and while the WWE may have felt Lee needed something to jumpstart his career after a lengthy absence, they never gave him any time to get over, failing to create any significant storyline and axing him soon after. Exhibit B, Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux. A standing 6 foot 4 and weighing 265 pounds, Karrion Cross seemed like a perfect fit for the big man world of the WWE, and it seemed like he had a rocket strapped to his back. Following his 2020 signing, Cross debuted in NXT in May, and three months later, he was crowned NXT champion. After recovering from a separated shoulder, Cross returned towards the end of 2020, showing his dominance and regaining the NXT Championship at April 2021's NXT TakeOver. Booked as a monster heel, Cross's pairing with the sultry Scarlet reminded fans of wrestling's power couples such as Randy Savage and Elizabeth, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, and even Edge and Lita. Fans were eager to see Cross debut on the main roster as they wondered how long it would take the fearsome fighter to win a world championship and who he would squash on his way to the top. Sadly, and even more sad because no one was surprised, the WWE went with its ever-reliable playbook for modifying a wrestler who needs no change. First, they had Cross lose his debut match on board to Jeff Hardy, a former main eventer whose role has largely been over to put over other talent. Second, the WWE seemed to split Cross and Scarlet up. Initially, fans thought the WWE might bring Scarlet in after a few weeks in order to solidify her importance in motivating Cross. That didn't happen, and fans are still baffled as to why such an important part of Cross's act was taken away. Finally, the WWE saddled Cross with a new outfit that can only be described as a leftover concept art from the classic 80s tag team demolition. I mean, even Cross trashed his own helmet. Cross was effectively neutered, with fans having no reason to get behind a wrestler who went from dominant on NXT to docile on Raw. Even Hall of Famer Mick Foley was astonished by the WWE's handling of Cross on Raw. I think younger talent sees the way that development characters are cut or left by the wayside, or in the case of Karrion Cross, greatly watered down and even made a joke of when they debut on the main roster. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Both Lee and the duo of Karrion Cross and Scarlett demonstrate the WWE's failure to take the elements that work for the characters at NXT and keep them on the main roster. While the pre-NXT 2.0 did cater to a smaller audience than Raw and SmackDown, both Lee and Cross were successful based on the same qualifications that Vince McMahon seems to want. Those were big men who utilized power moves and had their own type of charisma. In Lee's case, he also possessed surprising agility. Added his captivating promos and he had a Vince McMahon dream project. Likewise with Karrion Cross, whose monster heel character was perfectly balanced by the presence of Scarlet, creating a Beauty and the Beast narrative. Cross also utilized the showmanship that fans have always enjoyed in the past, otherworldly characters like The Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. So why the hell did Vince McMahon change these characters, robbing them of their appeal and repackaging them only to kick them to the curb? Well, the answer seems to be one fans have heard far too many times. Vince McMahon didn't create them, so he had to put a spin on them. When they failed to get over by the McMahon blueprint, it was clear to Vince 
they didn't have what it takes to succeed. Well, the WWE is treading on dangerous ground, as its continued mishandling of its stars threatens to hurt its future. While the WWE isn't going away anytime soon, the company's failure to create new stars will slowly weaken, and if not corrected, cause a decline in its audience. As AEW continues to present itself as an alternative to WWE, and based on the slew of former WWE superstars, WWE fans who once saw AEW as two alternative may see it as an improved version of WWE, the WWE will see a decline in its audience, especially the crucial 18 to 49 demographic. While the WWE is always going to be able to make money off big events like pay-per-view shows, distribution rights, and the international markets where demand outweighs supply, it risks losing more and more of its audience. Worse, the majority of the WWE's hardcore fans seem to fall in men over 50, a poor demographic for advertisers. If they continue to fail in building new stars, the 50-plus demographic will also refer to the average age of the WWE superstars. Maybe the WWE could be right. Then again, maybe Vince McMahon's legendary mind for wrestling is still intact, and it's just a matter of time before Vinnie Mac's new version of NXT produces the young talent he feels will become main eventers like Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, and Brock Lesnar. The downside, of course, is that McMahon has invested time and money in stars like Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Braun Strowman, and Bright Wyatt, the latter two who have shown that they can main event, and the remaining two seem to have everything McMahon normally looks in for main eventers and who are over with the fans. Vince McMahon has never backed away from taking big risks with his promotion, but his decision to scrap many NXT stars and recent call-ups in favor of building new stars with NXT 2.0 could end up being his biggest failure yet, one more costly than the XFL, or the WBF. But there you have it, folks. Why even die-hard fans have lost faith in WWE? Surely leave the comments down below, and I'll see you next time with some more wrestling content.
Oh, incorrect. Yeah. Well, where are they? Okay, you make a big deal out of it. You invite the families to the White House. 
make you show some action. What they have to understand is they're now on the clock. They're on the clock. And guess what? If they do not make some changes, Mundell, they're going to get clocked in 2022, and they will not control the House. They will not control the Senate. It will only be the White House. And, and good luck, you will get nothing passed. And the public is controlling the House and the Senate. Listen, Roland, you know as well as I do, 2012, you and I have been screaming at these same white people about the same thing. Their consulting class is practicing an insanity. They've been running the same tired campaign since the 80s. They try to convince their conservative white cousins to perform in a way that they can benefit off of it and vote for them. It doesn't work, it will not work, and it can't work because the demographics of this country is darkening. And that is scary to them. They can't, they can't message to us because they don't know how to speak to us. They've been so long speaking at us that they're blind, that their consultants are failing them. They continue to fill up, but they're failing them. And this is a this is a real this is a real thing about black equity in the Democratic Party. When I hear when I hear my brother Flower say we need to leave, progressives need to leave the Democratic Party, I disagree. We need to keep that infrastructure and kick the moderates out and let them go join the Republican Party. Why give up all that power that we created? There is no Democratic victory without black voters, as we can see. And I'm not talking about a small number of voters. We vote for Democrats in ways that no one else does. So that, therefore, that is our party. So and, and us ceding that, that land to some other people makes no sense. I, I'm telling you, McCullough was a flawed candidate, and we knew it in the summer when he was forcing Democrats, black elected officials in Richmond and, and all over the state, that if they endorsed one of the black candidates in the primary, that he was going to use it, that he was going to weaponize the Democratic Party structure against them. So people were pulling back their endorsements for black candidates, and nobody said anything about that. Nobody. So, so the fact that we know that this and and we also got to deal with the fact that they 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 cursed Fairfax out of politics basically, but you had a man in blackface running for attorney general, and and black people see this. Black people see this. All over the country, I don't think I don't think this is a, a I don't think this race should be this, uh, a sign of what is to come in 2022. But I will tell you this: if they if they don't pass something on that bill back better, they better prepare for something worse than this in 2022. Well, actually, I'll push back on that, and, and, and here's why. And, and any three of you can jump in here uh, in this because I'm, I'm gonna deal with white folks. I have been saying since 2009. I bet this is 2009 that we are dealing in the age of white minority resistance. And what I can, what I've been trying to explain to people on this is that when you look at this white minority resistance, when you look at the racial buttons being pushed, you see all these stories like, oh, I saw this Wall Street Journal article. You can't call people racist. First of all, I ain't never met no white person who will say, yes, I'm a racist. But you cannot deny the reality how race intersects with when it comes to politics. All of this stuff with critical race theory, we know exactly what this is all about. When you talk about, uh, again, uh, uh, the, the shift of these independent voters, the reality is white voters who are independent, they don't give a damn about racism coming from one of these white candidates. They all deal is, what am I going to get? That's what you're dealing with. You can't ignore the Confederate statute issue in Virginia and the role that played. White anger was being stoked, white anger over coronavirus, white anger when it comes to mask mandates and vaccine mandates, all those different things. It was an anger machine uh, that was fueling the fire. What we're 
But what we're looking at, though, right now is, again, Democrats. This whole idea, oh, what can we do to figure out uh, these white folks? No, you're not going to win unless you have a multiracial coalition, which means to Quentin's point, you've got to not maximize black turnout. You've got to over-index. You've got to do the same thing with Latinos. But you also got to go to those young white folks and message to the party. And then it's a poor people campaign. They are nonpartisan. But you better figure out how to talk to poor people. You got to be able to go to them and say, this is what we have done. Typical didn't do that. He didn't do it. Phil Murphy has not delivered when it came to a contact for African Americans. I've been working with the New Jersey, New, New Jersey uh, Black Business Coalition, and guess what? They're like, Phil, you're going to talk to us now? You saw what happened? And so this is a moment where also black political operatives and others should be standing up to the DNC, the DCCC, the Democratic Government Association, and sitting here saying, all right, we're going to keep giving the money on this white consultant. You're going to keep doing that game? This is the moment where they got to realize White folks are not going to save the Democratic Party, but if you ignore black people and others, you're guaranteed and destined to lose. Two points from Virginia, Brother Roland. One is our mentor. Let me respond. Our mentor. Our mentor. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Gary Quentin. Gary Quentin Mondale, go. Uh, one thing I want to make, two points for from Virginia. Yes, it was quite angry. Uh, Dr. Ronald Walters, one of our mentors, Brother Roland, wrote a book, White Nationalism and Black Interest. Where there is a perceived or real benefit to black people in American history, there is a backlash, or let's call it a blacklash. And to that stoked anger. The removal of the Confederate statues in Richmond stoked anger. And part of that anger spilled over to voting against the referendum or what would have been the first black-owned casino in America. And that was by the, the white liberal elite. And so Virginia raised its head again as not only the capital of the Confederacy, but the continuation of that plantation mentality and politics. But and, and let's also add on to that, too, I think to your point, Gary, is that the Democratic Party is avoiding the conversation about race. We are avoiding combos around right. right? It's like we don't want to talk about defund police. We don't want to talk about voting rights. We don't want to talk about reparations. We have to talk about these issues in a truthful, honest, direct way because the Republican Party is doing it already. They're already calling us socialists, already calling us, you know, giving out handouts. They're already saying we are these things, and the white folks are listening to it. So why not just do it anyway, damn it? Like, let's just do it, right? You know, dig down and really commit to these issues because I think we will reap the benefit that exciting young people, Latino folks, black folks, um, even women, right? Just go for the goalposts because right now I think this capitulation that we're doing um, is going to cost us elections continually. Uh,
then uh, runs as a writing candidate and crushes her with the writing and vote, putting together a coalition of Democrats, but also Republicans uh, and Republican money uh, to actually defeat her. Uh, but you also have Aziz elected uh, in Cleveland. You have uh, the brother elected in Pittsburgh. You have other races as well that are going on. And so, see, you see, again, the, the mistake as far as I'm concerned is when all of these uh, white mainstream media people, when they somehow look at last night and go, oh, my God, look at Virginia, uh, and they start going on in all the different other regions, the reality is this here. You had a weak candidate. I, look, no. I just, let, let, let me get everybody understand. I got Tim McCullough's phone number. I texted him three weeks ago. His campaign never reached out to even come on our show. <clears throat> I live in Virginia. Not one time did his campaign say, hey, let's have Robert Martin bring the show up my way to town hall. It didn't happen. The reality is this here. You have to actually work for it. We have examples of candidates who won yesterday, who worked for it. So if you are Tim Ryan in Ohio, guess what? You can't just talk to black preachers. you got to go to the ground. That's what Cliff Albright has been saying, Latasha Brown has been saying, Tamika Mallory has been saying, Walter, you, you, Mondale, I'm sorry, you got to go to the ground, but which means you're going to have to tell your white political consultants, we ain't putting all the money in TV, mainstream TV, we're going to put it in black-owned media outlets, Latino outlets, and we're going to put it in boots on the ground. That's how you achieve turnout. Or you just give that money to black consultants and let them do it. But you're absolutely right, Roland. I, I, will, I will add, though. No, 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 no. Hold up. It's, it, it's some black consultants who are very much like white consultants. That's right. That ain't, that ain't no cap. We, we ain't oh, Listen, this, this, this is my message for white people. If the black people you love came to you from other white folk, and ain't no black folk around them, they probably ain't speaking for our community. They're speaking for your community. So that's, that's just that. I, I, I pride myself on, uh, you know, not having any ties. The origins of my organization did not come from the party. And, and, and that, that is not a knock on anybody else's organization. It is to say, though, um, I, 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 I spent my money to, to, to talk to black people in a way that I know we want to be talked to. And this idea that we're not progressive, that we are, I'm, I'm, I'm arguing that black people are the most progressive people in this country, and also that progressives didn't lose last night, milk toast, white, boring Democrats lost, and their ideas. And we're progressive, or progressive ideas didn't lose, it was because of our white allies telling us out, i.e., um, the police reform bill in, in Minneapolis uh, not passing. That's because white vote was up so high and we know that city is 76% white. So that means our white allies didn't think enough of their black uh, neighbors to say, okay, let's reimagine what policing looks like. But in Cleveland, we saw a Democratic, some socialist Mexican immigrant win uh, a seat, right? In the very, in the, I'm sorry, not in Cleveland, in, in Minneapolis, in the same district, George Floyd was killed in a Democratic socialist, Jason Chavez, who is the son of Mexican immigrants, won a seat. So progressives win when we're loud and progressive. What, what does not work is there's no motivation of voters when you're using milk toast candidates who are who think you know black people just need to be whipped up by James Clyburn. That ain't that ain't that ain't how you campaign. That's trash. 
That's tacky, it's transactional, and actually it should be called the proverbial church fan or fried chicken because it's a whole lot It's a whole lot of work that has to be undone. First of all, people think black voters, black men specifically, are apolitical or apathetic voters, when in actuality, we're, we have a level of antipathy, which is a different emotion. That's hate for politics, and it's grounded in history, 150 years of history where we were the first guinea pigs of voter suppression, and it's not yet stopped. So people forget when you're talking about police reform, law and order, it didn't start with Richard Nixon. Yeah, he made it big. But law and order for us uh, as a voter suppression tactic happened when they freed us enslaved. Look at North Carolina, my home state, which had three or four jails before during slavery with no police officers. After slavery, and immediately after slavery, they shot up to 100 prisons. That is, that, is, that is the beginning of voter suppression for black people, and it's not yet stopped. So when people are talking to us, white consultants in the Democratic Party, talking to us about how to talk to my community, it's ridiculous. And, and, and it's also nothing I'm willing to entertain at all. Uh, hold on one second. got to pay some bills. We come back. I do want to talk about some of these other critical races that we saw last night. Mayoral races, DA races, that also... Are, are just as important as what happened uh, in Virginia. Folks, you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. As we break down last night election results all across the country right here on the Black Star Network back in moment.
um, the second youngest uh, mayor in, in the country as well. You also have an African-American uh, who was elected district attorney, Alvin Brad, Man Manhattan's first black uh, district attorney as well. And so last night, Quentin, you saw the, you saw what happened when you run candidates to Mondale's point who are exciting, who have a message, people want to rally around. And so that's also a p part of this equation. You can't ignore it. you got to put the right folks up who can connect with the voters and who can talk about policy and their vision for the city, the county, the state, and the country. Exactly. You know, the collective pack, we were uh, static. We had a 78 black candidates on the ballot last night. Um, over 50% uh, of them uh, have won their races. We spent over uh, $350,000 uh, in direct contributions to those candidates. And so we're very excited about what we saw. And I, I think the point is, is correct. The point that you and Mondale are talking about is we are seeing, you know, Justin Bibb um, up here in Cleveland, first-time candidate, right, beat the entire establishment, raised over a million dollars uh, for his race. Um, you know, but I think also beyond the candidates, we saw some important uh, issues get voted on last night. You know, we uh, passed the major police reform bill uh, here in Cleveland. There was a reparations bill that passed in Maryland last night as well. Um, and so I think around, across the country, this wasn't a you know issue of moderates and progressives so much as it was, uh, to your point, are you going to do the work? Are you going to put candidates out there um, who are going to grind and talk to voters um, and bring forth issues to the people and let them decide? That's what we really saw last night. I think while Virginia and New Jersey are somewhat of you know the, the, the kind of hotbed talking points of the day, um, there are a lot of lessons I think we can take from some of these mayoral campaigns, right? I mean, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, their first black mayor in the history. That's historic. Um, and so black folks did that. Black voters did that. Black candidates did that. Black donors did that. Um, and so there was a lot of, you know, excitement to go around last night. Uh, but in fact, but, but here's the thing that, Gary, that, uh, that's also by national media doesn't want to deal with this year. In Austin, Texas last night, this was backed by Texas Governor Greg Abbott, voters there rejected a ballot initiative to give more funding to police, 68% to 31%. In Ohio, voters approved an independent body to investigate police misconduct. It passed 59-41. And yet, the ballot measure in Minneapolis failed to create a Department of Public Safety, but it got 43.8%
when you have a local power. First of all, we saw, I'm going to talk a little bit later uh, with the next panel about, uh, you know, the uh, John Lewis Act failing uh, in the tent today. Of all the people who are watching mainstream media, again, we don't know that they're saying. This is what we have, are saying here. Define your issues, push the candidates to support those issues, and then reward them. Uh, Mondale, I talked with Alicia Reese last night, and she said when she got elected uh, there in Cincinnati, she said, you know what? She said, we're going to deliver. She said, so we're taking the buses. We're going out there. We're having uh, the resources. We're, we're giving the vaccines. We're doing those things. People are seeing us actually do things. That's where candidates have to be. All is not lost. Democrats, again, this should be a wake-up call for Jamie Harris and the Democratic Party. If I'm Jamie Harris, I'm firing the entire media team. I swear they have no idea how to put together successful viral ads. Uh, and so go buy, go hire a leakage project, but do something because you don't know how to do it. But you have to create the resonance. You can't just keep sitting here putting out white papers and thinking people are going to read those. You have to explain to people what's going on. This build back better deal, they should be fanning out across the country being very specific of what's in it, the things in it that actually impact everyday people. You don't let the Washington media drive the narrative by only hearing 1.75 trillion, 1.75 trillion, when it comes out to less money per year than what we're spending on defense. Exactly. I, I think I think that's absolutely right, Roland. I think that the media team definitely needs to go, but not only that, there needs to be some hard looking at the auxiliaries uh, of the Democratic Party and how they spend their resources. Uh, it, is the, the, it, is, it is these institutions that really pick and choose who will be the party's candidate. And people say the Democratic Party, the National Party, does not play in the primary. We all know that's not true. We knew that the party was behind McCullough before the primary was over. We knew that. They, they, they came to Virginia and because there's no – Virginia is the wild west of funding when it comes to campaigning. So there's, there's coordination between C4 organizations, the party, and all other uh, 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 people that want to play. We saw a coordinating uh, way uh, or turn off the turnoff project, whatever the name of the new organization they created this year just for this McCullough thing, and it didn't work. And part of the reason it didn't work is because the strategies, the strategies and the strategists are wrong. They're wrong for the time. It was wonderful why it lasted, but you can't you can't call black people, you can't cheat the ad us to death, and you're gonna need to figure out how you extend black people if you are to win and be uh and, and, and not lose more gubernatorial uh elections come next year and also lose control of the house and the senate. Here's here's what's necessary though, and nobody's talking about this. Uh there's a there's a there's a form of voter suppression that nobody is really talking about, and it is the the number one form voter suppression and that's poverty that's poverty poor people can't think about voting when their stomachs are rumbling when their kids stomachs are rumbling and until we address how hungry people are proverbially and also literally in this country we will have a large segment of the population that will always be so-called sporadic low information voters and that is the that is the that is the fault of the problem like you said not one articulating what's in the bill back better and two not passing it because of uh joe mansion Cinema and well, hell, the Jim Crow era relic, the, the filibuster. Well, uh, you already saw the reaction where Democrats uh, in the House are they going to put uh, family leave, paid family, paid family leave back into the bill? Mm, it was a dumb idea. Listen to Joe Manchin to take it out. Uh, Gary Flowers, Quentin James, Bonda Robinson, Jim Hunt, so I appreciate it. Thank you so very much.
Thank you, Rose. Appreciate you, Rose. Folks, folks, go to the Black Star Network to watch. Uh, we, we earlier today live streamed uh, the Black Women's Roundtable, their breakdown and analysis of last night's election. And so if you want to see that, uh, go to the app. It's a, it's a great conversation. We stream it on the platform for you to check it out. All right, folks, got to go to a break. We come back. We're going to talk more politics. Uh, what do we? What happens going forward? What should we as African Americans not only be asking for, demanding, but how are we mobilizing and organizing our people to vote in our interest? We'll talk about uh, a jury selection in the Arbery case as well. Lots more to talk about right here. Roll up our numbers and broadcast live. My native native city is Texas. Right here, Black Star Network. Back in a moment.
shift there. So I don't, I, don't, I, I disagree with a lot of people that you somehow can determine that uh, what happened in Virginia is is just just so cataclysmic uh, that that is unbelievable. Why is this here? Uh, you saw a huge shift because that's what happens in in these elections. <laughs> what you have to be looking at though is what's the turnout, not the percentage, what are the numbers? And so we talk about African Americans. Uh, where where do we stand when it comes to uh, in terms of uh, being able to drive turnout in our community? You're seeing what do we fund? If let me real clear here, if the focus is solely locked on uh, the uh, for a party to fund those efforts, then you're going to have failure. The reason Georgia flipped it was because folks in Georgia organized, mobilized, raised the money and changed the game. Amendment 4 uh, was Destiny Mead and Sheena Mead in Florida because of what they did. That's why on-the-ground activism is just as important, even more important, I think, than party activism. My panel right now uh, is uh, A. Scott Bolden, uh, former head of the National Bar Association Political Action Committee, also John Jackson, chair of the Cass County Georgia Democratic Party, uh, Brianna Cartwright, a political analyst as well. Glad to have uh, all of you here. Uh, what, what jumps out right now, of course, I'm concerned uh, on this election last night. Uh, it, it, it goes to show you when you have enthusiasm on one side and you don't have enthusiasm of the other. The candidate drives that. The message drives that. All those things drive that. And so uh, from an African-American standpoint, uh, Scott, I'll start with you. Uh, our focus has to be on what are we driving, demanding, looking for. Right after the show, okay? Um, I'm going to see if Reggie can come in. I know you guys love Cousin Reggie, so I'm going to see if Reggie can come in. What? What? <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay.
Wow, man. 